Chances are you're several weeks into homeschool. In fact, you're probably doing it till the end of the year. And you might be doing it when the school year starts up again. So what's it supposed to look like? Today, we're talking to a homeschool dad to get help. Becoming better parents, partners, and people, this is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Shaw, host of Positively Dad. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I started Positivity Dad last year to be a resource to you, and I trust we're doing that. We spent, well, weeks now talking about ways to help you as we survive this COVID-19 pandemic and all the lives that we've experienced as families. That's our goal, to help you out with that, and I trust we've done it. We're going to do it again today. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an eight-year-old second grader named Naomi, who's now a homeschooled second grader. And I don't know about you, we've been learning this on the fly. I think our schools are learning it on the fly, the teachers are learning it on the fly, administrators are learning it on the fly, we are and so are our kids. And we've done a lot over on Positively Dad here recently to help out, and I thought today, why don't we just talk to a dad who's been doing it? Let's, let's find a homeschool dad who can help us with some tips. So we found a guy, his name's Jason White, he lives in Michigan, he's got three kids, all daughters, 15, 13, and 6. And uh, they've been homeschooled their whole lives until actually this year. He sent them back to regular school, and now they're back home. So he's going to give us some great advice. I'm really excited to learn from him, and I think you will be too. Just some stuff to help put your mind at ease, because as we look at where we are now, it's May. School's going to get out in a few weeks. Then we're into the summer. Summer's probably going to look different than what you're used to. A lot of school districts have canceled their summer programs. You know, maybe your summer camps aren't going to happen, so that might look different. And then who knows what's going to happen in the fall? You know, are they going to be back in school? Are they not? Uh, That's up in the air. So it's an important conversation. Let's have it. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You got it. Tell us a little bit about you and your family. Well, I uh, let's see. Me, I'm um, 38 years old, father of three daughters, uh, married for almost 16 years now. Um, And we have homeschooled for many, many years. Uh, then they went to public school this year and back now we're back at homeschooling. So um, we lots of family time going on right now. No kidding. And that's the funniest <laughs> part of this story is I've been looking for a dad who's homeschooled to help all of our parents who are now homeschool parents. And so you're going to offer some great advice to him today. I think try. it's funny that the one year you decide to put your kids in school, they get sent home to you. Is that, is that like a sign I, I hope not, because homeschooling's hard. <laughs> it is. It is. And a lot of parents are experiencing it. So now you've got three kids, right? Correct. Three daughters. Okay. And how yep. old are they? They are 15, almost 13, and six. 15, almost 13, and six. Had you been homeschooling like since your youngest went to school? Yes. So um, my oldest actually started, we started them all with a kindergarten. So they went to kindergarten at a school. Um, but then, so after my 13, almost 13 year old got out of kindergarten, we've homeschooled since um, up until this past year. So yeah, so what is that? Seven, eight years, something like that, yeah. seven years. So. So, um, so tell us a little bit about how you made that decision. And then let's talk a little bit about some tips to help all of our parents who are now homeschool parents all of a sudden. Absolutely. So uh, tips on the decision to, homeschool them through those years? Yeah. Or, so just okay. talk with us about how you made that decision and then we'll get into tips to help our parents. Perfect. So we decided, um, originally, uh, my wife and I decided to homeschool our children for a couple reasons. One, the area we're in, there's limited 
public schools that we like or wanted to put them in. And we weren't really in a position to put them in a private school or something that we wanted to at the time. So, um, so we decided, well, you know what, we'll homeschool them. There's lots of great programs. That homeschool thing has progressed so much over the years. There's homeschool groups and programs and even, you know, field trips. So lots of cool stuff. Um, but then my, my oldest, she's, she's, uh, she loves sports. She loves softball and she's been playing travel softball now for several years. She's played rec league. So she's been playing softball since she was like six years old. So about nine years now. And, uh, she was like, Hey, I want to play school ball. And well, I called first, my first attempt was to try to see if there was a way to get her on a school ball team with us still homeschooling. Um, and that's not possible around here. So you have to be, and it's because of the, you have to be in the school district and we weren't, in the one that I wanted her to go play at or to go to school at. So we ended up putting them in uh, Lake Fenton, which is a school here and it's a great school in the area. Um, it is a public school, but yeah, it was all for the sports. Um, and, and it was a battle back and forth on, did I want to put them in? Did we not? So, mm-hmm. uh, but I couldn't steal that opportunity for her to play sports. So, so you put her in, she's uh, what a sophomore or a junior, I guess, in high school. She's a freshman. A freshman in high school. I'm yep. sorry. So you put your freshman daughter into high school. This is all new for her. She does it so that she can play softball in the spring. They're obviously not even playing softball in the spring. And so now they're back home. I'm curious before we jump into the other stuff, I'm just curious how she handled that. Both of my older daughters had made some friends during these couple of years that went to the school. So they stepped in with some friends already. So it was a little bit different than stepping in, not knowing anybody. Uh, it made life, I think a little bit easier on them. And then my youngest just, she is a social butterfly. So Mm -hmm. she took to it and made for, she makes friends. She'll see a random person and and that's her friend. So she's really good at making friends. That's good. All right. That's fine. Okay. So then, uh, school gets, you know, pulled, canceled, whatever, and they're back home. Um, you guys had to adjust pretty quickly and you were probably able to do that minus figuring out schedules and who was going to do whatever. Uh, and yet you were able to figure some stuff out. Most of the people who listen to this were not ready for that. And and so I I want you to help our people kind of with some stuff. And, and, and I don't know how we start it. I guess the first is they're going to be okay. Right. I mean, first of all, your kids are going to be okay. And whenever they get back into a school building again, they're probably going to be okay. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that, uh, I think kids are, they were more prepared for something like this than us adults were. Um, and I think for a couple of reasons, one, most of these kids, uh, especially in, you know, the teen years, they already knew how to do all this. I mean, they were FaceTiming before FaceTiming was a thing. Uh, and so they were, they were used to this. Now do they, yeah, they get a little bit down, you know, they can't hang out with their friends or whatever, but they find ways to, to definitely socialize as far as that goes. So So don't stress out about that necessarily. And so let's, I guess, what are the, the, what are the things that you've learned about homeschooling? And I'm sure people have asked you, Hey, what do I do? So what are the things about homeschooling that you've learned that you've been sharing with parents who've been asking you for help? Well, first off, uh, this type of homeschooling that we're in now is so much harder than uh, regular homeschooling uh, because you got to remember that the schools were not prepared for this. Um, the teachers were not prepared for this. We as parents weren't prepared for this. So everybody's just trying to figure it all out together. Uh, and when that happens, it almost creates that perfect storm of anxiety for everybody. 
Um, in fact, early on, I sent an uh, email over to the, the principal of the high school and with some advice saying, hey, I have a very, you know, because my oldest daughter is really good in school. She gets things done quick. She's got, you know, 3.9 GPA as a freshman. Uh, and she was struggling to the point where she's like, I can't do all this. And so I emailed him, let him know what was going on. And he said, yeah, we're seeing that. Um, so I think for as a parent, you have to understand that this is not normal. And if you check into the school, you probably, I don't know if you like our area, all the schools are basically when school stopped, that's your child's grade. They have a, they have a way to increase it by doing these subjects and things that they're sending home, but you can't get lower than that. Um, because they realize that it's very difficult to try to learn and teach and especially for us parents that haven't done this stuff in years and years and years. Right. So, um, I think it, you just take a step back, take a deep breath and realize, let's just go, get through this together, have fun with it, which is what we've tried to do here at the house. Uh, we've really just tried to have fun with it because it is stressful for both the kids and the parents to try to manage this. But in the grand scheme of things, I think it's really just a, it's a process of completion. They want to see that they're just going through the motions and doing what they can to complete the work. So, all right. So they're, they're uh, just saying, Hey, here's the, we want you to get these things done. And you, I guess what I'm reading from that is you're less concerned about when or how, just the fact that it's getting done. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm less concerned with stressing about, uh, is she getting all a, is she, you know, does she understand what she's doing or is she, because the realistic point of it is there's going to be a few things that she doesn't understand or your kids don't understand. And, uh, if you reach out to the, cause I'm assuming all school systems are different. Um, but for the most part, they're putting together a, a cool process to where they're sending stuff home to do, but they're also taking time out to answer questions. Um, so if you have questions, just reach out to the teacher or principal um, and don't stress about it. Like I said, I think, I think it's just kind of a, a low key, have some fun, uh, help them do some work and take it as a blessing that you get to spend this quality time that a lot of parents don't get um, any other time to spend with their kids. So so you're saying don't stress. It's low key. Have some fun. Yeah. How do we how do we make it fun? Well, it depends on what you're working on for one. But I would say that uh, don't have a strict schedule with the kids. Um, it's not school, and they can't really maintain that kind of focus like they would in a classroom at home. So now, when you so, were homeschooling, and pardon my interruption, when you were homeschooling, no. did you guys have a schedule you followed, or? Or was it kind of what you're, you did have a schedule and get your advice this time around based on the circumstances is to not do that. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Because the schedule, it was classroom, right? The kids knew this was, it was class time. This is what we did. And that was structured because we did a program that was structured around having a schedule and it had several breaks throughout the day. It had lunchtime, you know, things to go out, recess, have some fun with that. But, um, this time around, it's different because kids are, they're not doing it for school. They're, they are pulled out of everything that they're used to in their comfort zones. Um, so I think it's just a matter of taking time, you know, work with them on their schoolwork, get it done, but also just, you know what, it's been, if, if you see them starting to stress out, take a break. I mean, my daughter and I, we made a music video together. Um, my wife and my middle daughter did a TikTok together, like just, you know, I, I 
personally just say cherish these moments because you don't get these too often. So yeah. Now your oldest girls can do a lot of this stuff on their own. Your 15 year old, especially, right? Yeah. And then you've got a almost 13 year old. So they can flip on their laptop and whatever the schools, whether they're going on Zoom or using something in Teams and they got stuff to download, you don't have to supervise them. Okay, so you have a kindergartner. Yep. Okay, and so how are you um, managing that? Because you've got, you, you run a business and mm -hmm. I don't know, is your wife working or is she at home full time? We're both realtors, so okay, we have so that. Okay, so you're both and, working. And, uh, yeah, you're both working, mm -hmm. you're both balancing that. Now you have flexible schedules because of your jobs and what you do. Yes. Um, and, yeah. and yet, how do you make it work? Because I know I got an eight-year-old, so it's not just flip on the laptop and have second grade. Um, there's yep. a, it's a lot more to it. So what, what's your advice to those parents? My advice is, and, and this is the approach we've taken, we do it when time allows. And if it's nice out, because we're in Michigan, so uh, when we get those nice days here in the spring, guess what? We're going to do a little bit of school, but we're going to enjoy our outdoor time. So um, we're taking this as we're putting school as secondary uh, and not primary. If you try to put it as primary, and, and that doesn't mean that you don't get it done. I just feel that the schools have pretty much alluded to and, and we feel the same that this isn't, this isn't going to make or break you uh, as far as your schooling goes. They've already established what's going to happen. They just you know, in order to continue on with the education, they're sending assignments, you work on the assignments, make sure you do 80% of them. Uh, so we've, we've counted that as secondary and, and it takes a lot of the stress off when you do that. Um, it's not one of those things where you're like, I got 10 assignments, I got to get them done today. Now we'll, we'll get, we'll do some, but if it's nice out, we're going to go enjoy some outdoor time. So interesting. Now that's different than how you would have done it had she been, you know, in kindergarten or first grade with you as a homeschool child where you're following a program and it had a curriculum and it was outlined. This is not that this is, we've put what, I, I, I don't know, a bandaid on something so that we can survive. And then maybe in the fall, there's a better option. Exactly. And I think that uh, one thing that we've learned over homeschooling for several years, because we did make some mistakes the first few years is each child has a different personality and they learn a different way um, in which you know, you say it and you think, yeah, I know that. But unless you're in it because you're used to it the way you learn to, um, you just got to go with that, that personality. Like my oldest, self-driven, gets everything done, doesn't really have to do anything. Uh, my middle is more so, needs a little more writing and, and she's artsy. So she likes the details and the, the pictures. And if she has to read a story problem, you can forget it. She's not going to understand it. <laughs> so, and then my youngest, high energy, right? So, uh, you have to cater to those personalities. So I would definitely recommend like personality plus for kids. Um, great book, just learning, you know, what their personality is and being able to understand where they're coming from when they're having the frustrations. Uh, Cause a lot of times we, we look out as a parent, like, how do you not understand this? And it's because we clearly understand it because of the way we learn, but it's not the way they necessarily learn. So. Well, and we're older yeah. and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So what are some of the mistakes you made? Uh, just trying to do the same thing with the middle child that we did with the oldest, um, you know, and, and it not working basically lots of, um, tears probably from my wife, uh, and, and, and some good fighting, uh, going on when stuff wasn't getting completed the way it should have. And, and so 
those were some of the, I think just driving her, my middle one too hard, knowing that and, and uh, not realizing, I guess, in the, in the moment that that doesn't push her to do that. She just shuts down. Right. So, mm-hmm. so making it a little more fun and, and kind of creating a different atmosphere for that. So your oldest daughter probably is doing stuff most of the day. Would that be accurate? Like she's got stuff for different classes. And so is her day pretty consumed? Actually it is now she's working. So yeah, she went to work uh, to make some extra money to buy some, but yeah, so she's working three days a week, uh, you know, five hour days or whatever. And then she does her school and she's still uh, practicing softball. She'll go out in the yard. We have a net and tee and she pitches. And so so she keeps herself pretty busy with between music, sports, and, and school. Um, and so, yeah, she's pretty consumed as far as that goes. But What about your 13-year-old? She, because uh, that is what, she's in seventh grade? Yep. yep. Okay. She's seventh grade. So seventh grade is the same thing now. They've got different teachers and stuff like that. So yeah. how much time is she spending a day roughly on schoolwork? Um, I would say if I had to put maybe two to three hours to be honest with you. Um, yeah, go ahead. And then your kindergartner is what, like an hour to 90 minutes? Exactly. Okay. So your, your youngest daughter spending a little bit of time and maybe doing some videos with the teacher, which is what Naomi's doing. Okay. So then the question is what the heck do you do with the rest of the time? How do you fill all this time that they'd normally be gone from eight to three and now your youngest is spending an hour and, and your, your middle is spending like 90 minutes to two hours. How, what are we supposed to do to fill right. all this time right now? How do we, and, and, and yeah, how do we do that? <laughs> well, I can, I don't know if I want to admit it, but I think I've watched more movies and shows than I, than I should. That's for sure. So, um, but yeah, we've, we've watched a lot of things. Um, we, we get outdoors as much as we can. I've done a, you know, we've done a ton of yard work. Uh, it's hit or miss here in Michigan during this time of year. So sometimes it's bad weather when it's bad weather and rainy, it's kind of like, man, what do we do? So, uh, board games. Um, we, like I said, we, we took a whole two weeks, I think, and shot a whole music video, um, kind of a parody music video. My oldest daughter and I did, uh, TikToks and, and just learning. We're, we're basically learning these weird, you know, TikTok dances from our kids, uh, that well, we tell would me what that's do. been like, because I don't imagine that you normally would take two weeks to film a music video. And I'm sure you didn't have a TikTok account before this. So tell us what that's done. And and what is that adding for you as a family? One, I will, I'm not going to admit that I do have a TikTok because I don't. My wife does, though. She got one. Uh, and she is, yeah, she, she immediately got turned, you know, turned uh, a little bit obsessed with the TikToking. So she kind of enjoys that. But um, it, it, honestly, it's something that I look at during the moment. It was fun to do. Um, but then when you get done, you complete it and you take a step back. It's like you, you say, this is something I never would have done or been able to do if this didn't happen. So the fact that her and I have that memory together um, is, is, is a huge blessing. I really enjoyed that we were able to do that together uh, because, you know, as parents, we know that would have never happened if we weren't stuck at the house together. Right. So. Well, what did that do for the two of you? Do you think you and your oldest daughter spending this two weeks working on this video, your oldest daughter is now in high school. I mean, she's three or, you know, three, three and a half years away from maybe moving out. So yeah. What, what did that, what did that don't do remind me? I don't know, remind me. Yeah. Sorry. No, it, uh, honestly, her and I have always been pretty close. Uh, I, I say I didn't have a boy, but she's definitely my boy. If I had one, um, she, she is uh, daddy's girl. So 
the fact that we got to do that, I think, um, I mean, it just, it, it strengthens that bond that you have, right? Um, it, I don't know if it, she'll ever understand what it did for me, but hopefully for her, uh, she saw me as not just, you know, bossy old dad, uh, somebody that was willing to have some fun and do some, you know, just basically let loose with her. And, and so that's what I hope. Yeah. So uh, as we go into the, we've got, you know, here for us, we've got another, what, uh, we go, we're down to like 12 or 13 days. We're not counting. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then summer shows up and that's going to be different, right? So your summer yes. camps and stuff probably aren't happening. And, and, you know, I think that people are starting to realize that the likelihood of them having normal school in the fall is, is probably not likely. So we're going to have something right. probably like this again uh, when we get to August. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I think resources or tools or tips would you point parents to, to help them out over the coming months? Okay. Um, well, I think resources wise, uh, it would be just anything that would help you understand, uh, what your personality of your child is. I think that's, so you think that's really important. I think it's super important. Um, and I think it's not only knowing what personality they are, but how to actually interact with that personality. So in a business where in a lot of people, a lot of us are in, you know, maybe business where we deal with different personalities, it will be beneficial for that as well. But I think being able to understand how they relate to certain things um, and how to approach that is, is a huge benefit to the parents and it will eliminate that a lot of, you still have it, right? It's parents and kids. You're still going to have the strife. You're still going to have that stress. Um, but how can we alleviate or eliminate, that as much as possible. So that would be number one, as far as in, in my opinion, and number okay, and two, so that's oh, going to, I'll let yeah. you get to number two. I just want to no, say, no yeah. that's going to help your day to day because this is stressful. Yes. Like you said on them, it's yep. stressful on us. If we understand how they think and operate, that's going to help our relationship and help our day to day. Yes. And, right. and, and I would be remiss if I did not give tons of credit to my wife um, who really does very well with this stuff and always has. So I don't want to leave her out and claim that I'm uh, this great, uh, you know, parent that does, honestly, it's, it's a team effort. uh, And I know not all of us have that team. um, But, but yeah, for us, it is that team effort. So, all right. What's number two. And number two, I think is uh, on the reverse role is being, being able to take a step back and realize that um, it's not the end of the world. I mean, well, maybe it is, but no, I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Don't, don't, again, we try to put this thing as primary uh, when it's really not. Um, I think there are more, more important things in our world and our lives um, than, than the schooling that's happening or the different ways that we have to, you know, teach our kids or whatever. Um, I think being able to capture those opportunities and those moments are just much more important. So I would say focus on the, the moments and the memories that you're creating and not so much, you know, the schooling. What about the parent who says, I don't want my kid to fall behind? Well, I think that you have a couple options. One, um, I would say that use the resources that you have available through your school district and what's happening. Um, and, and a lot of parents, I don't think know that they have those, you know, uh, but reach out because there are, Schools are doing everything they can, and I think they're doing a very good job through this uh, as far as having those resources available, whether it be 
the, the normal counselor that the student might see in the school, they're available to talk to. Um, you know, there, there's tutors that are still available to talk to. They're easily able to do the Zoom and the FaceTime to try to, you know, teach something or, or go over something. So use those resources. So utilize the resources that the school district's providing. Um, you know, we did that. We reached out to the school counselor right at the beginning because I could tell that Naomi was struggling not being around her friends. You could see a change and they responded right away and, and were definitely able to give us some advice. So utilize those. Absolutely. And, and then don't stress about it. And, and I, I think what I'm hearing, and, and this is not how we've been doing it, so I appreciate it, is that right now for you guys, school is secondary. Connection is primary. That's, that's what I'm hearing from you. Connecting as a family is number one. And we're going to yep. get the work done. We're going to reach, we're going to keep our commitment that we made to be yep. in all that kind of stuff. And um, we're going to do some other things too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make it, uh, I guess, as, as least uh, amount of brutal on them as possible. Cause they, they, it's a tough time for them too. Um, and I think sometimes as parents, we overlook that uh, just because we, we have so many things going on in our lives, so much stress, so much, and, and we think they don't really understand what stress is. But in their world, this is very stressful for them. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It really is. In fact, Naomi even said, you, you don't know what it's like because you didn't have a pandemic when you were eight. Yes. She said to me, and, and she's exactly right. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what they're experiencing. And yep. um, so good. Well, you've offered great advice today. As we wrap up, Jason, what's the, what's the take-home message? What's the thing you want our dads when they are done listening to this episode that they take with them? I, I think I've probably mentioned it a couple times, but um, I think the take-home message that I would want to share with every dad out there is, is take advantage of this opportunity. Um, we look at it as, you know, what's happening is it might be a, a hindrance or all, it's an opportunity. It is an opportunity for us to spend quality time with our children that we wouldn't have had. It's an opportunity for us to build memories. It's an opportunity for us to get to know and understand our children better. Um, so take advantage of these opportunities. And if you do that, you can't go wrong. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. You've got a ton of years of homeschooling <laughs> under your belt, you and your wife doing your kids. Yeah. The one year you put them back in school, they get sent right back home. Here's the question. And get rid of them. Yeah, I know it. When, when, <laughs> whenever they go back to a school, whether that's August or who knows when, are you sending them back or are you keeping them home? Oh, no, I'm absolutely sending them back. And I don't think they would let me keep them home. Um, they've gotten so ingrained with the, the, their friends and the sports and stuff that they're doing that they wouldn't let me keep them home. So, yeah. Well, Jason, thanks for sharing. Great stuff. I appreciate you very much. Thank you very much, James. I appreciate you having me on. What a great conversation with Jason. What great advice from a dad who's homeschooled about how to have some perspective around right now. And I want to remind you, we've done a couple episodes on this. So there are some that you might want to go back and listen to. You know, because again, our goal is to be a resource for you to help provide you the things that you need right now, just, you know, to survive, quite frankly. So we've done several. So I want to review a couple with you in, a, in addition to this one. I want you to go back and listen to the one that I did with Jessica Gentry. And Jessica Gentry was a elementary teacher, and she came on and talked a little bit about, especially those of you that have younger kids, about how to handle all this time. It's called Welcome to Homeschool, Teaching Your Kids and You During COVID-19. So you might want to go check that out. Jessica Gentry talking about what to do. And then Dave Schmidow, who is uh, also from Michigan, like Jason, did an episode with this called The Kids Are Home, Now What? 
and with some ideas on how to handle it. So we've got a ton of resources back there. And I, I would encourage you, not only you listen to Jason today, go back and listen to Dave, listen to Jessica on those episodes I just mentioned to you. And I think you'd get some value out of that as well. You know, if you haven't been listening to Positively Dad, if you're new to us, I, there are so many resources to help you. And, and so I invite you to go back and listen to the conversations that we've had here over the last two months and share those with people. Share them with other families you know so that they too can, can survive and, and make it through this time. And we'd like to hear from you. So if you're getting value out of it, would you let us know by rating us and reviewing us on whatever platform you're listening? And, and you, you can give five stars. That would be great. And if you want, subscribe so you never miss an episode. We, we would love for you to do that. And then finally, we're all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find us, just search at Positively Dad. We're real easy to find. And uh, if you'd like to be on the show, I'd love to talk with you, or maybe you know somebody who'd be a great guest. Reach out, let me know, james at PositivelyDad.com. Thanks so much for listening to Positively Dad. I'm James Shaw. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.